audio test. I am currently speaking with words. That's, yeah, that's coming through. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another installment of the Filmian podcast, where this week, um, it's just the two of us. We can make it if we try. Just the two of us. You and I. Ooh, um, ooh. It's me, Zana Langwiston, your host, as always, of the Filmian podcast. And with me today to film you in, it's um, our lovely poster boy. It's Mr. Joe Cook. How are you doing, Joe? I'm doing very well. The way you say poster boy makes me sound like um, sort of the World War II posters where, um, you know, your country needs me or whatever. Yes. Yes. Um, that is what you are that, for the podcast. That is me. This podcast needs you. I mean, for all of this, I'm just pointing at Xander, so. <laughs> um, Hamish is off this week. Um, he decided not to do this week because he wants to talk about some better movies next week. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> this week, it's um, this is going to be a, a new turn for the filming and podcast. So, we're doing another tournament. A tournament! Ooh. A tournament. And it is all about, once again, it is all about the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I know, boring. But <laughs> we haven't talked about it for a while properly in its entirety. And you haven't heard Joe and Hamish's um, thoughts on some of the older movies. Mm. So, And my opinions have changed as well. So we're going to do another tournament of all 41 Marvel Cinematic Universe um, projects. Starting from Iron Man. Going all the way through to Ant Man and the Wasp: Quantum Mania. Damn! Um, but first, lot. before we get into it, how about you tell me moan, Joe? Oh, so you got a little moan for me? I do. Um, so the Ooh. the Babylon soundtrack, basically. Um, <laughs> no, off. this is not going to become a weekly thing. <laughs> I promise. Um, no. So actually, the Paddington universe is something I deeply care about but where yes, where is paddington free now i read recently non-existent ben whitshaw hasn't even seen a yes. script yet it upsets me what is this upsets what is me. going on with this film now it has a apparently it has a title called paddington in peru okay but that's it <laughs> my God. my moan is that we don't have paddington free because paddington 2 was so good one of the best films ever. Paddington 2 was so good, but it's not going to be made by the same guy. No, it's not. Oh. I think it's been too late and it's been too hyped up. I don't. I think if this movie does come, it's not going to be as good. Yeah, and it won't have Hugh Grant in it, so it won't have Hugh Grant. And that he is so good in that movie. <laughs> he said it's one of his that, favorites. What a turn to do. for him! What a turn for him! <laughs> like he in recent years, he's just started doing like random ass shit. Like, I, I love Hugh Grant right now. Because he used to just do all the rom-coms and, like, the soppy romance films from the 90s and early noughties. And now, he's out there having so much fun. Like, between Paddington 2 and The Gentleman. Have you seen The Gentleman? I have seen The Gentleman. He's very good in that. He's so good in that. <laughs> and he's just playing this weird, creepy photographer. So, I like now that Hugh Grant has made his money. He's just kind of doing what he wants. So, please do more of it. Mm. I like this. Absolutely, yeah. He's in his golden era. He's in his golden era. There you go. With the golden oldies. Um, wait, wait. Uh, a grantessence. Win a grantessence. Yes. Um, I've got a moan for you. It's perhaps it's not quite a moan. Moan may, might be the wrong word for it. Okay. But I um, 
I, I'm I'm a I'm a YouTube watcher, an avid YouTube watcher, especially in the film circuits. And when you know we talked about Ant Man and the Wasp: Quantumania last week, go check Ant Man and the Wasp. And Ant Man and the the Wasp: Quantumania. <laughs> we said Ant Man and the Wasp. He's a Wasp. Ant Man and the Wasp. Ant Man and the Ant Man and the Quaver. And the, ooh, I like Quavers. They're good. I like Quavers. Um, when we were talking about that. Um, afterwards, I, I saw some recommended videos on YouTube about people talking about it. I'm like, okay, yeah, I'll see what other people are thinking as well. See if I'm, because because you and Hamish were a little more ni- little nicer to it than I was. So I was like, maybe maybe I'm being mean. And thankfully, I'm not. You guys are just being too nice. So <laughs> I was scrolling through, it and I came across this guy called the um, the critical drinker. Critical drinker. Have you heard about this guy on YouTube? I, I can't say that I have. So, um, I, I came across one of his videos and it said, like, Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania is, like, trash. Like, oh. this is where I should start. Oh, my God. So, um, so I watched this video and he was roasting the movie completely. And he's this Scottish guy who just, you know, rants on. I'm like, okay, I, I get behind this. Yeah, cool. Uh, and he was ca- quite funny as well. And some of his other videos got recommended. And one of them was about Phase 4 in general of Marvel. And he said why it is like so inconsistent and so bad. Like, okay, sure. I'm I'm on board for this. And he, so he's like, going through points, said, one, there is no clear end goal. So he's saying like from Phase 1 to 3, there's the, there's the Infinity Stones at the end. Right, cool. Part 2 was about how they're, um, they're not bringing in writers who really care about these characters and he was talking about the the people that are bringing in and like the the directors they're bringing in having very little experience with big budgets and stuff like that it's like right that's a really good point and point number three his final and most aggravated point was marvel hates white men oh you had to oh you were that close you were so close to having me as a fan i nearly pressed subscribe bro what have you done and he went on this run for about seven minutes about how every single joke in the MCU now is aimed at white men. What? And how white men are the worst, according to Marvel and Disney. And how every woman is super smart and super strong. And every person of colour is super smart and super strong and laughs at the white man. Because, God, imagine being a white man in 2023. I was just like... Ah. He was doing so well. He was doing so well. So my moan is at the critical drinker. Dude, like, get out of your basement. <laughs> What's going on? Like, enter the real world. <laughs> um yeah, that was that was that was my moan. What was your moan, Hamish? Oh really? Wow, that was that it's was a, a shame, good one. it's a shame that none that. of you could hear that, but it, that was Short but sweet. Yeah. Short but sweet. Yeah. I liked it. Groundbreaking. Shall we move on to the main topic? We shall indeed. I'm very excited about this. I always get so excited about tournament <laughs> little weeks nerd because I put so much I put so much energy and time into making these like perfect. Um, I've done so much maths. Joe can see the workings out I've done, and it's it's a lot, isn't it? It's a logistical nightmare. That's what it is. That my brain gears were working all the time. It was <laughs> you're, crazy. Your smarts, yeah. My smarts, yes. <laughs> I, I, I no longer think good. Um, <laughs> so what we've done is we've... We. Me. I did I, all the I work. did nothing, guys. I put, <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> he insists upon himself. I put... 
I insist upon myself. <laughs> um, I put every single Marvel Cinematic Universe project into a spreadsheet and copied in the uh, to to rank them in the correct order from what we're seeing as correct overall. We've gone with a few different criteria. So we've got the Rotten Tomatoes critic score, the Rotten Tomatoes audience score, and then most importantly, the Rotten Tomatoes average rating which is uh, the average rating that each critic gives it. Instead of a rotten or fre- fresh or rotten, it is like out of 10. So we've got that as well. We've then got the IMDb score and the Metacritic score. And then the biggest one that changed everything was the box office worldwide. So each movie is ranked based on all of those numbers put into a blender. And we've got 1 through 41. Obviously, it's a big ask. It's a big, big task to do all of this in one episode. So we're actually going to split this into a few separate episodes and spread it across a few weeks because, you know, why not? And we're going to put some other things in between as well. So we'll come back to this podcast in a few weeks' time and carry it on. But this week, what me and Joe are going to do is we're going to we're gonna suffer through the dregs of the Marvel Cinematic You, you say the dregs, oh. but some of these I quite like. <laughs> some of these are quite good yeah. yeah i don't think i think there's only like a handful of truly bad things on this which is quite impressive i've got my eye on one right now universe has been going for <laughs> <laughs> so we're gonna go through the playoff games so everything above the rank of i believe it's 23 so 22 and upwards is already in the round of 32 we've got to choose the other movies that are going to meet them in there are you ready? I am. Let's do this. So we're going to take some time on each matchup. Because some of them, are, you might think are easy. But we're going to take some time and really talk about the movies. Give the movie the juice that they deserve. Mm. And then we'll move on to the next one. So, the first matchup of the MCU Tournament 2023 is the number 32 seed, Black Widow. Versus the number 33 seed, Thor, Love and Thunder. Ho, 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 ho. Now then. I, I say we start with the, the higher seed, 32. That is Black Widow. Yep. Um, it was the first movie in Phase 4. It was the first one the after first one. COVID. Well, it was amidst COVID, but the first one in ages during COVID. Yeah, yeah. So um, Marvel took the break in 2020, as did the rest of the world. Mm. Um, and put Black Widow out onto Disney Plus behind a paywall and in cinemas. It made very little money. You'll see quite a few of the movies in the playing games are just the ones that make made the least amount of money. Uh, but that's just how it's worked out. Some higher up ones, you might be like, how is that so high up? It's because it made a buttload of money. Um, but last time we did it without the money, so we figured we'd add the money this time. Um, Black Widow, though. I've constantly revered it as like this should have been made five years ago if this if this came out in 2016 2017 this would have been a bona fide hit and i think it would have been far more exciting but unfortunately they released it after endgame two years after endgame when black widow dies Mm. so it's kind of hard to get invested reinvested in this character when you've sort of said goodbye to them and now this movie's just kind of here to 
introduce us to a new Black Widow. Yeah, I mean, I I agree with you that I I do think this should have come a lot earlier. Um, I mean, it could have come, or it couldn't have come in Phase One, but like it definitely should have come earlier before she died in Endgame. But I didn't when I first watched it in cinemas, wasn't too keen on it because we did an episode on it. Um, we did, back. we did, we did, we roasted. We it. did, but I rewatched it um, for this. And I dig it. I think it's great. Yeah, I I rewatched it this weekend and I didn't I didn't love it, but I thought there were there were more things to enjoy in. Mm. For one thing, I think the movie looks quite good, not in terms of CG. I think there are some problematic CG moments. Yes. One very obvious one <laughs> later, later on, on in with the film. an explosion mm. that um, that everyone talks about. But I think in terms of like color grading and lighting, I think the movie looked really good, which you I didn't think I'd have to say, but there are so many of these movies as we get further down the line that just look like garbage, that look monochrome, mm. and it's it's really infuriating. So it's nice just to see a movie and be like, oh, they've they've got lighting in it. Wow, the, <laughs> the bare minimum. That's crazy. You know? You'd think, yeah, you'd think in a two hundred million dollar budget movie that they'd um they'd have some good lighting, and in this one they do. Mm. So. It's the little things in this that that really help it out. Um, I think most of the action's quite good. The the first scene with the uh, the plane, I I love that, and the soundtrack for this film is amazing as well by uh, Lorne Balf. I think that's how you say his name. Um, yeah, I had no issues with the soundtrack. I think it's great. I think um, the one big slog of the film, the one bit, is the middle where they the family meet up and they just talk for like a solid twenty minutes, and yeah. It should have been littered it's... throughout the film, the character stuff, not all in one segment in the middle. Yeah, absolutely. I think I think it is too long. Yeah. By about maybe 15 minutes. I'd say 10. I'd give, say 10. Give, yeah, give this a nice, tight two-hour runtime, and I think it's... I think it just feels better. I think there's far too much ambling about at the start of the third act with um, where, where she meets up with... Um, Ray Winston doing an awful Russian accent. <laughs> <laughs> He's really trying his best not to do Cockney, and it's just, it's too difficult for him. Mm. He can't do it. He just can't do it. Um, yeah, it's just, like, it's not, it's never going to win any awards. The, spoiler alert, Black Widow is not going to win this tournament. Wait, what? That's but my favourite. I, thi- <laughs> I think it's fair to say that it's, it, in my opinion, already, without having discussed the other movie, I think it's going to go through based on its just it's actually like you i i wouldn't mind sitting watching this hmm. again I, I think it's pretty damn good um and even taskmaster i'm not i'm not big with the yeah, comics that's... so i wasn't too fussed when it was revealed that it wasn't true to the comics but even then i was like it serves the story because the main villain isn't yeah. taskmaster it's child trafficker so yeah, yeah which makes sense yeah, why he's hard the focus. to uh... Yeah, yeah, it's it's kind of hard to say. Like, there are better villains out there when this guy like traffics children. Yeah, like it's kind it is kind of hard to uh, to argue against that. Um, I do like what it what it's saying about you know um, like the the deeper themes about you know um, men in power and stuff like that. I do like that. I think mm. it's handled quite well. I think still think still think the pheromone thing is dumb as hell. <laughs> 
I mean, it could have. I think we, we had a we had a whole conversation about how he smells so bad, <laughs> or so good. He's a but you stinky are boy. Unable to fight him. He's a stanky boy. <laughs> I, I mean, maybe if they set it up earlier in the film. Um, I mean, I, it kind of feels similar to in Winter Soldier, where uh, Black Widow has the holographic face. Yeah. Um, if it was set up earlier on. I wouldn't really have had a problem. I, to be honest, I don't but, have a problem again, with it, I, but it is silly. She, she uses it. She uses it again in this, and I'm like, "Oh, we're still doing this." <laughs> yeah, it's um, I, I, I was kind of annoyed by the fact that she's got like some some random British guy that just like finds all these things for her. Yeah, and could... we've never seen him or heard of it before, and he's just gone after this. Yeah. Like, oh right, okay. He serves Bye, the mate. plot. That's, that's what fun. he's there for. He serves the plot. Yeah, Florence Pugh's a cracking find, though. She's great. Mm. Um, David Harbour was surprisingly good on my second watch. I found him a little bit annoying in my first watch because I was like, he's just here to be funny. But in this, I think he's quite charming, mm. and he he's clearly a man who made mistakes and he's trying to own up to that in this so i kind of like that and i'm looking forward to seeing him again in the thunderbolts when that comes out oh yeah absolutely i think we kind of need to move on though we need to talk about <sighs> the, yeah. the the dreaded screaming goat in the room <laughs> the, the child um, that no one wants to thor, play with love and thunder thor love and thunder um it i i i rewatched it i rewatched it for this um and i made a little note on my phone I figured I'd have a look and see, just just have a little see, how many laughs I had. <laughs> I have seen this movie before. It hasn't been for a while. I forgot most of it. Mm. Um, but I figured if something has made me laugh in the past, it can make me laugh again. But it's just like a little, <laughs> like you know, mild chuckle. I was counting any mild chuckle. Okay. In this two-hour comedy film. Seven. Oh, so I thought it was going to be much lower because mine's lower than that. Seven mild chuckles. Mine's like one or two. Really? Um, one of them is like it was in the trailer, but when it uh, Star was talking about looking into the eyes of the people you love, and he just slowly comes into frame like that. See, there are some moments like that. It's right at the start, and he's he's telling the story about how he's um how he was born in battle or something, and he's his mum's like running into battle and he's like in a papoose at the front and he's like uh, like someone's running with an axe i thought that was funny yeah but the movie's garbage man the thing with that is there was a whole there was a whole stretch of the movie where i just didn't laugh mm. and the one moment in the middle that i did laugh was in the trailer when he splits naked the line delivery of you flick too hard damn it <laughs> the line delivery is impeccable on that yeah but nothing else man i the, the thing that anno- okay i watched the thing is i watched it in yeah. cinemas with my family and yes. when i came out we were like oh yeah that was really good and then i looked i put on twitter saying that was really good and then the next day i was like that was really shit um yeah and like my one big it's just like sorry sorry no, go on i was gonna say it's that immediate walkout you're like i just watched a movie wow that was really cool and then and it's the more you think about it it's like that marvel is like at the moment that it's like candy floss mm. you have a bit and you're like wow this is amazing oh it's gone yeah and then you in like two months later there's a new one. Oh, a new one. Oh, it's gone i mean no it's kind of like that and the more you think about them you're like 
Yeah. It's not that I good. mean, no pun intended, but I have four big issues with this film. <laughs> the first. Please. Four is treated like a joke. He is the comedy, which shouldn't be the case. Um, no. Number two, the CGI, a lot of it is crap. For $250 million. Yeah. A quarter of a billion dollars was spent on this movie. Christ knows where it went. Because <laughs> the movie looks like ass. Mm. This is one where I'm like, the lighting is awful. The colour grading is also oh, awful. God, yeah. Everything washes into each other. How do you mess up this bad with that much money? <laughs> I don't know. Number three, the God Butcher. He is he's great in the scenes he's in, but he's not in it enough, and he doesn't do it a lot. He doesn't do a lot. Um, he doesn't do a lot. And number four, it is such a missed opportunity that you don't that you don't that you, they start with Star Lord and don't bring him back later on to sort of grieve with four because he lost his mother to cancer, and he's lost Jane to cancer. You know what? That's a really great point. It's clear that they were just that the Guardians were just here to bridge the gap. Yeah, they had the story from Endgame, they had... and they were like, "Oh, we need to sort of get rid of that." So let's have a tiny bit at the beginning and move on. Yeah, absolutely. And and I like seeing them. I always like seeing them because they're a they're a cracking bunch of lads. They are. <laughs> um, but no, it just I think when they left, like most of the most of my hype for the film left. Valkyrie does so little. And and I think like like we mentioned, the film just isn't funny. No. Like it's there are so many painfully long, unfunny running gags. Like the the screaming goats. Oh get rid when of When I them. watched it, I was like, this is when I watched it, I was like, this is so ridiculous, it's funny. Yeah. Second time I watched it, I'm like Okay, these are just these are just annoying. Yeah. These are these do just keep on going and going and going. Um, it's 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 yeah, a film it's, of missed opportunities, and it's a comedic failure. A comedic. That's failure. the genre that it should exactly be in. It's a comedic it failure. A comedic failure. Thor, love and Th- that sounds like a video essay. <laughs> Thor, love and thunder. A comedic failure. Yep. Um, I'm ready to vote. So am I, and I don't think it's surprising what we're both going to go with. Not in the slightest. It's um, it's Black Widow. It's for love and for- no. It's Black Widow as well. Black Widow all the way. So Black Widow earns its spot in the round of thirty-two. As it should. And spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! It's not going to last much longer. No, because um, I like it. It's, it. I dig it. Yeah, we'll run through the uh, what the matchups are going to be uh, next time we come back to the uh, tournament at the end of the at uh, the end of the podcast. But for now. We move on to the next matchup. It is the number 25 seed, Doctor Strange, versus the number 40 seed, The Incredible Hulk. Ooh. Okay. Mm. See, this is Incredible tricky. versus Strange. Ooh. Adjectives. Um, mm. <laughs> so, so um, we need to stop this. We do. <laughs> this is a tricky one because... I know that um, Incredible Hulk gets a bad rap. It's yeah. not the worst. There are some good bits in it. That it, it does have some good moments. Um, and 
Oh, I really like Doctor Strange. Like the... Yes. <laughs> it's not often we're going to say this, but the visual effects was good in it. Um, yeah, yeah, it's visually a great movie because it's it, great. I think I think this is the one movie that had to nail it because mm. you've got you're grasping the audience of so much. Like, yeah, we, we, we've had we tried to keep it as grounded as possible with all these superheroes and aliens and stuff like that. But now it's just like there's wizards. There's magic. Magic is real, and time travel is real, mm. and there's different universes and everything. It's like this movie had to work, especially visually. It had to work. Seeing this in IMAX is probably one of the best experiences I've had seeing a Marvel movie. Because I was, I was just like, uh. <laughs> like it's, it starts like, oh, uh, it get you know, it, yeah, mm. unreal. It does still have its problems. Yeah. So I, I, feel, uh, I feel like we've moved on to Doctor Strange now. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, no we have. Um, it's It has a sort of weak villain, I feel. Like, and Mads Mikkelsen is great, but Mads he's Mikkelsen. so wasted in this film. Yeah, and it's like, he could have been a really good Doctor Doom. Like, why have they <laughs> done this? You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, um, I don't know. I, I feel. I just feel the film's kind of... It's good, but it's kind of average. It is. It's it's middle of the road. It is typical Marvel origin story. Absolutely. And I think Doctor Strange is maybe slightly too snarky in this. Like, too... Tries to be yeah. too funny. Um, and I think I, this is where some of the cracks start to show in these Marvel films. Because they're spectacles. They bring in loads of money. But, like, the villain's not great. It's it, the tone is a little mixed, and you know that that's about it. And we just move on to the next one. We wait till Guardians Two comes out. Hmm. So I, I think Marvel have tried since then to improve the villains, and I think they went on a run where the villains were actually the best part of movies. But then they forgot to make oh, the movie definitely. good, and then they figured that out again, and it was a whole thing. Hmm. But. I think for Doctor Strange it is there is no other word than it. It's just like it's it's good, like it's it's it's, it's good. I w- yeah, I wouldn't say it's great. It's not like fire. It's not unreal, but it's not bad and it's not okay. An, it's just good. As an introduction to the character of Doctor Strange, it it is good because it it's has like everything solid, you need for it. It's like a solid six or seven out of ten. Yeah, I'd say yeah, I'd say six. I think. Yeah, very, very solid. Um, um, the Incredible Hulk. In comparison, I'd say that's a four. Yeah, it's a little bit worse. The, the yeah. good bits in it, I think... I do think Edward Norton works. I Yeah, I think I, he's alright. He is alright. I think we've lucked out in getting Mark Ruffalo because he's miles better. Mark Ruffalo has this energy about him that's like, I could flip at any minute. Like, he, he seems so, like, on edge all the time. He looks like he's riddled with anxiety about the Hulk. Whereas Ed Norton's just, like, really cool. And he's, like, fist-bumping people. Like, yeah, cheers, bro. <laughs> like, fist-bumps Lou Ferrigno and gives him a pizza. It's like, yeah. Oh, bro, yeah, cheers. yeah, that's great. Um, And I think, I mean, it's still early on. They had no idea what really they were doing at this point. Mm. CGI is kind of messy. I hmm. I think for the most part it's okay. I think the Hulk looks good. I mean, it's not as good as um, 
how he looked if from the can, Avengers Assemble. Yeah, it's like it's four years difference between 2008 Incredible Hulk and 2012 Avengers. Hmm. And I, I don't know whether it's like the leap in technology or what, but like it, the difference is night and day. Like, because I'm presuming they did motion capture for Avengers. Do you think they did it for this film as well? Think so? Maybe? I think they did, like, they definitely captured his face, but I'm not sure he was on set. Hmm. Doing it all. Okay. Um, but I um, think Abomination looks good as well. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's Again, I think they both look about as good as each other. Um, yeah. I really like Tim Roth. But that's just me. I just like Tim Roth anyway. That's kind of <laughs> cheating. Um, and I think some, some of his lines are a bit cheesy, but I think they fit his character. Absolutely, absolutely. They're doing it. He's he's very tongue in cheek. Yeah. And then you also have the introduction of is it the leader? Yes, and he's coming back in the next Captain America film, isn't he? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he is. Which is it's, actually um, quite exciting. Oh, what's his name? He's Buster Scruggs. He's the guy from Holes. He's Buster Scruggs. What, from He's the Ballad of Buster Scruggs? Yeah, he is Buster Scruggs. It's um, <laughs> Tim Blake Nelson. That's the one. Tim Blake Nelson. He's so good. It, like, he turns up in loads of stuff as like a, a character actor. And he's just dope. He's just really great. Buster Scruggs is... like The, the first ten minutes of that movie that is actually Buster Scruggs is chef's kiss. Muy bien. The rest of the movie is like I think he's really good still, but oh my god, Buster Scruggs might be one of my favorite fictional characters in cinema. He's so good. <laughs> you know what? I'm using one here. I fucking love Buster Scruggs. Okay, he's so cool. And when he turned anyway. up in this film, Buster Scruggs. No, um, <laughs> but I, yeah, I like the setup for the leader and sort of other stuff that connects to Marvel because you have the Super Soldier Serum, um, Shield. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Even though it, even though it feels quite disconnected from the rest of Mar- it does, the MCU, yeah. they, it, it it still somewhat feels connected. They have tried to reintegrate it by reintroducing General Ross, um, the Abomination, the Leader, and um, by playing a scene from it in What If, but with Mark mm. Ruffalo. They're trying to reintegrate it, which I think is really nice. Like trying to reintegrate movies that maybe people didn't love too much or people think like oh you don't really have to watch that now like entering them into other things you'd be like oh right well you need to watch this one to understand this oh right yeah um i think it's got a couple of good action sequences the um the one in harlem it always seems to be on whenever i turn on itv2 yes yeah i'm not sure about that it's always it's always that scene and they always kick um cut out the great moment when the hulk just kicks um tim roth (laughs) don't know why they do that but anyway, yeah. um, I think um, the the sequence um, I can't remember what the country is called, but um, in sort of oh, the Brazil. factory, the factory in Brazil, that that's a great introduction for the Hulk. The music in that <gasps> opening bit in Brazil, the is theme. so good, like the the tiki taki stuff, it's yeah. so good. There's like a that is that's phenomenal. The the music's fire throughout the whole movie. They went far too hard on it, and I'm not sure. I'm not sure why, but. I think it's I think it's fortieth out of forty one for a reason. Yeah, and also just quickly on the note of soundtracks, the Doctor Strange theme is too similar to the Star Trek theme. 
Dude, I thought I was going crazy when I heard no. it. I genuinely I know, I know. thought I was going crazy <laughs> because it absolutely is the same as the... It's friggin' I Giacchino I, again. I love him. I love Michael Giacchino. But man, that is similar. It's the same. It's, that is cheeky, that it's is. It's the same. It's the same. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think I'm ready to vote. Yeah. My vote is going to Doctor Strange. Yeah, as much as I like The Incredible Hulk, it has to go to Doctor Strange as well because, you know, it's it's a good film, but it's still better than Mr. Hulk. So Doctor Strange goes through and The Incredible Hulk has a sulk. Oh, that was very good. Very good. Thank you. Thank you. Um, so that has gone through to the next round. Now, the next one, the next matchup. It's a couple of Phase 4 ones again. Um, it's one of the most recent Marvel Cinematic Universe movies. It is the 24 seed Black Panther Wakanda Forever versus the number 41 seed, the bottom seed Eternals. Uh, <laughs> um, I will be honest here. Okay. I've only seen Eternals once and that was wow, okay, in okay, cinemas. Okay. And it was a bit of a slog to get through. <laughs> yeah, I mean, maybe if I rewatched it, it wouldn't be as bad, but... No, no, it doesn't help. It does not no, help. No, it doesn't? It it's... does not help. It's got that same thing that Fall of Thunder tried to do, where it injects comedy into so many moments where it doesn't work, and it, the, the jokes aren't very good. I think some of the, the, the actors, like Angelina Jolie and um, the guy from The Bodyguard, I can't remember his name, uh, Richard Madden, was it Mad Lee? Yeah, Richard Madden. Madden. Um, Madden. 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 <laughs> Madden. Richard Madden. <laughs> um, no, for the, for the most part, like all the actors are on top form. Um, yeah, yeah. No, it, I, I don't think performances are really true in any of these movies, really. Apart from Harry Styles in the post credits, uh, he's as 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 stiff as a brick. Um, um I think with Eternals, like there's. There's so many issues, even down to like a, like like a, a storytelling perspective. Like it's so mm. broken. This movie, it's it's annoying because there's so many things in Phase Four that I'm like, this could have been a TV show, and they made it a film, and this TV show probably could have been a movie, and they made it a TV show. Like Eternals yeah. is primed, primed. For, you've got no real box office draw there you're choosing people who have mainly made their names through tv Gemma chan through the through humans richard madden through game of thrones and bodyguard you've mm. got kamel nanjiani who's a stand-up comedian who made his name through silicon valley starring in loads of sitcoms and then the big sick great movie by the way you should check it out mm. then you've got a load of like angelina jolie sure she's expensive who's the other one salma hayek Sure, she's expensive. Everyone else, I think they'd agree to do TV. And yeah. especially with the way TV's going nowadays, people, like these big actors, do TV. So why not make Eternals the first big step into TV for Marvel and make it this grand epic show that keeps people going back for more every week? Make it like 10 episodes long. Do a Game of Thrones thing. Give it all the budget you want. Make it as pretty as this movie is because this movie is stunning to look at. Oh yeah, it looks great. 
it looks great, and that's because um, Chloe Zhao is a great filmmaker, hmm. but she's not used to having a $200 million budget where every decision she makes about a character is scrutinized by millions of angry comic book fans. <laughs> like, that's it's just not the same world. And it's... I, I really hope she makes something else and comes back from this because this is a low point. Yeah. She, it's clear she I mean, can work with actors because the actors, like we said, are doing really well. But the story just becomes too much for her. I mean, a problem I have with applies to this and Wakanda Forever it's too long it's too I mean long. especially for a, an introduction to a like a what do you call it an ensemble cast yeah I mean two, is it 2 hours and 40 minutes 2 hours and 40 minutes that is way too long for a film that at, introduces at the time, characters it was the, at the time it was the second longest Marvel movie now it is I think the third behind Wakanda Forever Hmm. So we got it's too the, long. Two and of the longest like, ones. Yeah, it's just way too long. Um, and for characters that, honestly, I don't really care about, I didn't want to spend two hours and forty minutes with them. Yeah, you don't. And I think like, th- there's so much of it that's like that. I know I get they're a family and they've been around for thousands of years. I don't think much of the cast have that great of chemistry. Like you've got to no. do that bit right. There's a few. There's a couple of them that do really play off each other well. But Richard hmm. Madden and Gemma Chan, it looks like they just met each other. Like they've got <laughs> nothing going on at all. They are in like Marvel's first ever sex scene. And oh god, yeah, that's in do. this as well. Yeah, it was like a huge thing that they put sex in this movie, and it's bad. It's bad. It's bad. They ruined it. <laughs> That's right to the bottom. Like we're, we're this is the house of How God. How dare you put a bad sex scene in Marvel? <laughs> it should have been a good one. It should have been a good. Se- you know what? If this was a good, if I had a good sex scene in it, it'd been number one. Yeah, absolutely. Instantly. Started from the bottom. Now we're here. <laughs> um, I could rant about Eternals being a failure for a long time, and it's such mm. a shame because I don't want it to be. I want them to take risks and make new stories. Yeah. Because talking about like seven Captain America films is boring. <laughs> so I, and and four like they, they somehow make three Ant Man and the Wasp movies, and the first time they make a a real chance, they take a chance on something, it flops spectacularly. Like this is the lowest grossing MCU movie. It grossed. Damn. Uh, where is it? Um. Oh, that's that's the average. Sorry. Um. It just crossed, by the skin of its teeth, $400 million worldwide. Oh my god. On like a $200 million budget. The lowest overall is, to be fair, The Incredible Hulk. Hmm. But that feels a little out of place. This is like Marvel, straight after Endgame, pumping out movies left, right and centre. It's phase four, we're keeping going, we're chugging along, let's go. And it stunk up the gaff. It is, yeah. It stunk. Um, so, yeah. And you can't even say that it's because of, you know, like the pandemic or whatever. Because a month later, Spider-Man comes out and makes two billion. Exactly, so, like, and it's that, not that about film the movies. is pretty good. Yeah, exactly. Um, so it's um, it, it's difficult. It, it's difficult to talk about. 
I do Black think, Panther though... Was... Sorry, go on. Sorry, go I was going to say, I do think, though, I was going to go into Black Panther, The Black Panther oh, right, cool. is Great. stronger. It is. I, I rewatched it last night. Mm. Still, it's too long. It's Absolutely. too long. It's did really you, too long. Did you see the... I think the editor said it was originally over four hours, and the reshoots were to cut out this like plot with Shuri and Namor underwater. Um... So yeah, it was originally so much longer. Drags. I think that's the part of the movie that drags. It like spends so much time wanking itself off, being like, "This is <laughs> this amazing underwater world." It's trying to be Avatar. My house. Mm. I watched this with my housemate last night. For some reason, she she doesn't like the Marvel movies. Um, she's watched about seven of them in the past week and a half because I've been watching them, mm. including last night. Sat and watched this with me, um, and she was like, "So hang on, there's blue people." In an underwater civilization, I'm like, yeah, yeah. So, do you mean like, you mean like Avatar? So, yeah. When you come to think about it, it's the f- the first movie is a cultural phenomenon, made loads of money, and people really cared about it. Mm-hmm. The second movie comes along, releases in late 2022, owned by Disney. Oh. Um, and it features this same society finding out there's a separate society that are blue that live underwater. Ah, you are connecting dots here. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so. I mean, the thing it, about the It's film, poor timing. It's poor yeah. timing. And the underwater bits don't look that good. Like, I think the pro- the biggest problem with the CG in this movie is Go Go Power Rangers and mm. all the underwater segments. I think because... It, they try and make it look real underwater. And some you've the, got to do what Avatar scenes, did. You've got to light it differently. Some of the scenes they did actually film underwater. So where Namor... I think when he's like getting his army together underwater, that is him underwater. Um, yeah. Like, it's funny because they asked when they asked him, can you swim? Have you ever like swam before? He said, well, I, well I've not drowned. That's so, good. I like yeah. that. I like that. Um, I think... Despite the problems of the film, it's it's a great way to commemorate uh, Chadwick Boseman. Yeah, for sure. It, it's a it's a touching tribute, and I'll mm. give that the movie its props there. But that doesn't make the movie great. The also, movie still has to movie. You know yeah. what I mean? I I like the soundtrack. That's going to be a consistent thing with this. But yeah, again, the CGI. Why does Shuri not have like a physical Black Panther costume in that final fight? It's her head's floating. It there's is. No, there's no weight the to the fight. No, and I I was thinking about this last night. How come she can fight all of a sudden in in Black Panther? We see her specifically have to, she has these guns because she's unable to fight people. Hmm. So now, does the black does the heart shaped herb like give you? Like a black belt in karate as well. Is that what happens? I, I think it does strengthen you up. Um, it strengthens you up, but like now she can do flips and stuff like that. Like, how come? What? Where's that come from? <laughs> did Shuri? Did Shuri um blip? I have no idea. It's never brought up. Because I was going to say, if I, she didn't, she could have trained in those five years. I think so. Hmm. I don't, I don't know. It's kind of implied when she comes through the portal. At oh, the yeah. end game with uh, with Black Panther, I don't know, but 
I yeah, I like the ending, and I like the uh, the whole battle, like the the whole them blowing up Wakanda. I think that's really well done. Angela Bassett's a national treasure. We need to yeah, Angela Bassett the did the thing. Um, I think Riri Williams was a. I think she's a cool introduction. I like the character, and I think she's. I think the the comments she was making, like the the funny, sarky comments. I think she felt like a real person. Hmm. You know what I mean? Like sometimes you're like you wouldn't say that in that situation, but most of the things she was saying, it wasn't like oh, <laughs> she's saying like oh right, okay, yeah, give me that, yeah, like that kind of thing. I think she's got <laughs> she's got a slightly different energy to her, and I kind of like that. Um, so in that sense, I'm excited for a solo show that's coming out on Disney Plus but yeah also her suit her suit was garbage suit was garbage man I was really excited when she had that original suit in the garage and she's like it's clearly like hung together by duct tape Mm. I'm like that's great give me more of this please and then at the end she she looks like a transformer (laughs) power ranger she looks like a power ranger man it's just it's so stupid hmm I guess it's easy yeah. to sell toys if it's like that, though. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. I think um, I think we know which one we're going to pick. Because mm-hmm. one of these actually is kind of a good movie. One of these entertained me in some points and was a touching tribute. Yeah. And the other is The Eternals. Yeah, so I think that solidifies what we've gone with. Yeah. I think if you want to hear more about the Eternals, we did do a podcast on it. I'm not. Sh- I I wrote a full like essay on that movie because mm. it like when when we reviewed it, I did like a big paragraph on it because it upset me. <laughs> but I think it's fair to say that Black Panther: Wakanda Forever is going through to the next round, and it will be um, facing up against a, uh, a a tough opponent going forward. The next one. Ant-Man and the Wasp, the 29 seed, versus the number 36 seed, Thor, original Thor. Ooh. See, I've just had to check my letterbox to see where I ranked them, and they are right next to each other. That makes sense. Oh, this is tricky. So, I'll be honest, Thor is the one film from this opening bracket that I wanted to rewatch but didn't. Okay. Um... So I'm sorry about that. Because the most recent one I've watched is Ant-Man and the Wasp. Because I Mm. watched it last week. And Thor pisses me off so much. Oh no! I think the story's fine. You know, the performances are fine. Looks like ass. For some reason, the whole film is shot in Dutch angles. The, the, the weird thing is the Dutch angles don't come in until they arrive in the little town. I don't. And think. I just like, why? This is the idiot's why? lantern of Marvel. Why? Like, oh, it's all on a tilt. Why are you on a tilt? There's no <laughs> reason for it to be on a tilt. You're just making me tilted. Stop it. You're triggering me. So I'm just like the whole time like tilting my head. Oh no, it's the other way. All right, okay, mm. okay. There's a reason for it it winds me up there's nothing that makes me so angry in a movie makes me more angry in a movie than unearned dutch angles Hmm. i've seen one earned dutch angle what was that 
that I, that I can think of off the top of my head, and it's in Stranger Things. They're arguing with someone who, who they, <gasps> they think is like a body snatcher thing, and they're talking in the office with him, and they're like, please stop. And he hits the table, the whole thing's straight, and then it, he hits the table, it goes to a till, and then the rest of the thing's on a Dutch angle, because they're like, oh my god, this guy's one of the body snatcher people. Really great. Really great use of a Dutch angle, because you're like, okay, we think we know what's going on, Oh, but now the camera's sort of telling me that something different's going on. There is no reason to do it in here. It looks ugly. It makes your movie look bad. Bad movie. I want Amman the Worlds to go through. I will fight you on this. Okay. Um, see, on my letterbox, Ant-Man and the Wasp is above it, but I'm having, I'm just trying to think for it. Because um, 4, I love the characters. I mean, this is Loki's first film, and Loki's great. This is Loki's. Uh, this is a fan favourite of, fan favorite of C1. Um, 4 is not annoying like he's funny in this film he's actually pretty funny but he's not yeah, annoying he um and he's and he's like got so much heart mm. i think you see it throughout the films it sort of progressively gets like less. he care it seems like he cares less and less like and like in this he like deeply cares about everyone he's got so much heart in this like he goes drinking with um eric selvig it's, yeah he does oh i did i didn't originally think much to it but then i rewatched it and I don't know. I I loved it a lot. Maybe it does need a rewatch. And that's why I wanted to rewatch it. Because I was like, I didn't want to come into this and just moan about Dutch angles. Hmm. I didn't want to do that. And I've spent like a full minute talking about I think Dutch angles. Um, the, the one weird bit about it, I, I figure it's such a weird bit. Um, they get rid of Odin. Like, Loki shouts at Odin. And he's like, oh, I've had enough. I'm going to go into the Odin sleep. And he sleeps for most of the film, and he only wakes up later on like, I'm fine, everyone. That's because um, Anthony Hopkins, one, was too expensive, and hmm. two, just like, doesn't care. He does <laughs> not care. He's the worst part of the Thor films. He's the worst he's, father in the world. He's so bad. He's like, budget up, king! <laughs> and there's like he one just bit where he, he barks at them, he goes, huh! Yeah, he does. <laughs> yeah. He's such um, a weird guy, man. What's he on? Um, okay. I, I love four. Yeah. Well, I think... Oh, 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 oh. Hmm? He's, he's got blonde eyebrows and a blonde oh, beard. Oh, yeah. His, he died. That is them. weird. That is weird. I'm um, out of the wasp goes through. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. To... Let me plead my case. <laughs> Let me... <laughs> And I want to wait. Let me quickly just do like a thirty second about Ant Man and the Wasp. I love the Ant Man universe. Um, okay. I think they're all great in it. I think the villains are slightly weak. Yeah. In that they're not really villains. Yeah. Um, the quantum realm looks good. <laughs> Louise is good. Yep. Soundtrack is good. Yep. Oh, I don't know. Do I prefer? I think I prefer four to it. Because there's so many characters in that like 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 Phil Coulson, um, and Jane and Thor and Loki. So I think I prefer Thor. Thor feels like a movie. <laughs> I mean, all it's of these are movies. Movie. <laughs> it's got a movie plot, whereas Ant Man and the Wasp feels like. Here's what Ant Man was doing during Infinity War, and it's like it feels like it could be like a 20 minute short. I said this um, last week. Ant Man and the Wasp, great action sequences. Hmm. They're all in the trailer, so it's a shame. But this movie, what it has going for it is 
the fun action sequences. It they are it is fun to see. Like the car chase at the end is cracking. Um, I think one other thing is that for um, if you watch it with all the other films in Phase One, if you watch those in a row, it is so satisfying to because you have all the connected dots. Like this is after after Iron Man two, so you've seen Phil yeah. Coulson leave to go somewhere, and this one you have Phil Coulson at the hammer and yeah it all feels so connected and it's it's satisfying to watch uh, yeah sorry i'm gonna have to go before <laughs> fine tape. you know what you know what i was hoping to go for thor anyway because what? no 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 sim- simply <laughs> simply because i want another excuse to have to watch it next week or next time we do this that is a I good want- point I want an excuse to watch this movie again because I feel like maybe I am missing something. And you know what? I hope I'm right. There, yeah, there is some bits where I'm like, okay, okay, okay. But I don't know if it's because I watched it in English class once as well, but I had fun with it. I watched it one evening. It was like, this is a lovely film to just put on and watch. Um, yeah, for sure. I get that. I get that. Like it takes itself seriously and yet still it's funny and charming. Yeah, so... Yeah, I, Thor is going to go through. Ant-Man and the Wasp has been squished. Um, <laughs> and, Very good. And um, Thor, Thor goes through to the next round. It's not going to get through the next round, absolutely, because I'm going to watch it and realise all of the faults with it. Boo. But I, I'm, I'm mainly doing this to just make it suffer more next time. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm, I'm a bastard, I'm sorry. You're a eat bastard. The, right, so this is the last matchup on the first half of the bracket. It is the number 28 seed, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, versus the number 37 seed, Thor the Dark World. Oh, right. Thor the Dark World. Now, there was a moment during the summer where I was like, okay, is it really that bad? So I, I rewatched it and I was like, okay, it's it's okay. Um, and then yeah. I rewatched it for this and it's gone down. It's one of the worst. Uh, it's so yeah. boring. There's it's nothing so happens. Nothing, nothing happens. happens. It's Eccleston is wasted. Christopher Eccleston, man, <sighs> wasted. Um, it does have some fun stuff in it. Loki is really great. Mm, Loki's I feel one like of the best this bits. is where this is where he became like an icon. Mm. Um, I think um, the final battle is silly. But fun, you know, like the, all the portals are there. The, and he's the portals are good. from world to world. The That's problem is, I do not care about Malekith and his. I want to turn out the sun, and I want the universe to be dark, so no one yeah. can see. Like, what is that? Your what northern is your accent? motive? Is that your northern accent? That was I, I an accent. That, I don't know what it I was. I love that Christopher Eccleston. No matter what, Rules. what, what kind of role he's doing, and what language he's speaking, he's still He'll from be the northern. North. He'll still be from now. You're gonna burn. Um, you're gonna, you're gonna burn. <laughs> it's always a niche Doctor Who reference. I love it. It's a film <laughs> that exists. Um, it does exist. And it's one of the stinkier ones of the MCU. It's it. There's, there's a lot of setup for like the Infinity Stones and. Um, yeah, it's crazy this... that this is like to understand Endgame. Mm. This is like a must-watch. That's crazy. Yeah. I mean, I appreciate what they did, but like, I don't want to watch this again. I mean, also yeah. though, Frigga's death—that's good. Um, yeah, that's well done. 
I think again the movie like CGI wise, I think it looks pretty mm. much flawless. I don't remember specifically any really bad moments. Yeah, I yeah, it looks pretty good. Um, but it's just a slog. Just I mean, I was on my phone a lot during it, not just because, you know, I need to go on my phone, but because I just, I was not interested on what was on the screen. Absolutely, mate. Absolutely. Um, I Multiple think in, madness, though. Yeah. It's okay. I, I like it. I like it. Uh, it does have problems, mainly the fact that Scarlet Witch goes evil off camera. Yeah, I still don't like the reasoning. The, the screen yeah. might have said for that. Yeah, no, it's 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 pretty poor planning, uh, especially after One Division, where you've kind of got the the perfect opportunity to make a bad and go fully into it. Um, I think that I'd like Doctor Strange as a character. I think since the first Doctor Strange, I thought he was okay. Hmm. Then he was in Thor Ragnarok, brilliant cameo, Avengers: Infinity War. Excellent bit part. Back in Endgame. Carries on being this excellent just bit part. Then he comes back in... What is he in next? Spider-Man? Uh, yeah, No Way Home. Yeah, he's in Spider-Man. Really, really great like partnering up with Spider-Man. And then, yeah, he gets his own movie again. I'm like, yeah, I'm hyped for this. I'm, I don't care that it's like Multiverse of Madness. Well, there's going to be lots of cameos, whatever. I'm like... I'm invested in Doctor Strange now because Marlov, Marlov, Marvel have done such a great job of putting him in other things and saying like, "Yo, yeah, he's gonna be here all the time, hmm. and he's gonna be like a key component going forward." And he's dropped in; he's used so well in between his own movie in 2016 and this movie. So then, hmm. when I see him on screen, I'm like, "My guy, let's go." Sue. I I feel like his. American accent is a little grating, and his wig isn't very good. Um, but you know that's not to do with like story or anything. Um, yeah, I think the the Sam Raimi elements of the film is where it shines. Those are the best bits, like absolutely the, the horror absolutely. sections. You know, um, my problem with the film, surprisingly, is the cameos. Um, yeah, this should have been a, a, a pure Doctor Strange film. We didn't need the cameos. Um, the moment they come in, the story sort of falls apart. It's like, oh no, we're gonna look at these guys now. Oh no, now they're dead. Story um, stops. Story stands still. It stops to minute. go. It stops to please the fans, which shouldn't. That shouldn't be what the story is. No. Um, but you can't see multiverse of madness, and you've. It comes with an implication. Yeah. After you've just had Spider Man. Where it's opened the multiverse and you've had all these cameos. Like, yep, great, cool. We want more. Like, and also, it's... like, I expected um, Loki to be in this because, you know, he Me messed too. with the multiverse. Like, yeah. Um, as soon as that finale happened of Loki, I was like, okay, we're going to see him again in Multiverse of Manus. And I, it was rumored that he was going to be in it. I thought he was going to be in it. But... Yeah. I don't know. I think you could have got rid of the um, the Illuminati and had Loki and looked at more of the multiverse. Um, yeah, because like we get that amazing like bit where they're like crashing through loads of different ones. Yeah, that visually is fantastic. I think this movie again visually, no issues, no issues visually. Hmm. 
And the action's great. Really good. And the action's really good as well. With the horror bits. Okay. Really dig. Really dig. And the music is really good in this. Especially the music when he... Be, like zombie strange puts the on guitar. this cloak the guitar is so good the guitar is so good there's also a really good track i think again with a guitar it's like a montage of uh wanda crossing over into the the other dimension the other multiverse yeah. um i think i think i prefer the music by michael giacchino even though it sounds like star trek i feel like his has more of a melody if that makes that's sense. That's fair. That's, that makes um, sense. That makes sense. His, I, I love Danny Elfman, but for this film, I was like, okay, but what is the theme for Doctor Strange in this film? It just sounded like lots of bits pieced together. Um, yeah. That's a minor critique, you know. But, um, yeah. Yeah, I... I like the running question. Everyone, no matter what universe is in, they keep asking him, yeah, are, you, are you happy? Yeah. And it's like a running theme throughout the whole movie. And I'm like, it's a really simple question. And it's like, it's clear at the start of this that he's not. And by the end, he sort of finds something in himself that he can be like, yeah, I'm, I feel better. I feel like they should have like, played more on that because it's only, I think it's only brought up twice. I, I, but... I think it's I think it's a few more times than that. I think it's like three or four. Okay. Pe- people, but... different people ask him and I'm like, but that could have been a great a great focus. Like this, this should have just been lots of Doctor Strangers. Exactly, exactly. Uh, and and they you try don't need and, these uh, other characters. Yeah, I think I think genuinely what you were saying about the Illuminati. I think if that was just a panel of different Doctor Strangers, that would have been so cool. Like loads of Doctor Strangers, because then you yeah. have a fight with all the different. Oh, um, what we could have got. <laughs> I also really like the Doctor Strange um, costume we get. Mm, In this, it's a little more pronounced. That um, that big, like, sort of tail thing in the middle of him that's like like a slightly lighter blue. Yeah. And I think with Sam Raimi directing it, again, the movie just looks fantastic. Like in terms it's of very lighting well. and color grading, it's it looks really great. It's like, again did not think i'd have to say that <laughs> it's the bare minimum guys come on it's the bare minimum man yeah i one of these movies is good like let's stop beating around the bush we're gonna talk about it again next week with hamish because he's mm. gonna have to add his own thoughts um let's put multiverse manners through and be done yeah with it. definitely yeah. absolutely <laughs> for for the for the Dark World, we'll not see the light. The light. Yes! Haha. Yes, let's go. <laughs> um, now, we're uh, moving on to the other side. Row two. And we've got four more matchups. The first one. It's number 38. The latest Marvel Cinematic Universe entry. It is Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantum Mania. Versus the number 27 seed... Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. Easy. Easy. This is easy. It's easy. It's easy. Quantum Mania, baby. Yeah, it's Quantum No. <laughs> I don't think we need to discuss Quantum Mania too much. We talked about it last week. Have your thoughts changed much on it? Did you get to go and see it again? I couldn't be bothered. <laughs> yeah, no, because it's ass. Don't do it, it. It's okay. I think it's all right. But it's like, it's not anything revolutionary. And it doesn't 
for an end to the Ant-Man trilogy. One, it doesn't really feel like an Ant-Man film, and two, there's not enough stakes, so it's pretty average. Um, but Shang-Chi! Oh! Good movie. Like, when, when Marvel came back during COVID, that was the film where I was like, oh, we are back. Because Black Widow, at the time, I thought was a bit stinky. Now I like it, but this was like, oh. I love martial arts. It's so good yeah. to see. Um, Me too. I preferred that over a big CGI fight. Oh, although this does have the big CGI dragon at the end. But it's a dragon, man. It's a dragon fight. That's like the coolest version of a big they CGI They could have fight. got real dragons and had a ride on them <laughs> and just filmed them. Why didn't they do that? You have I, them in I... Wales. They're on the flag. Come on. I I really, really like this movie. It quickly became like top five for me of all I, I just i just want to see him again in another film i think it does have some problems and my main problem with this movie is ben kingsley he's in it a little bit too much isn't he yeah you don't and he doesn't him. shut up much doesn't shut no. up much um uh, yeah he, he he kind of ruins some moments but i think the the fight sequence with the guy in the white pain oh <gasps> in china mm. in like that behind with the broken window might be the best fight sequence in the I, in marvel i really love the um see the bus the bus fight is great but bus the one with good. the uh the bamboo sticks it it brought me back to have you seen rush hour 2 um i've not seen any of the rush hour films okay so there's like i know a, i know there's a sequence on bamboo and it, it brought me right back to that it's such a good bit and the music I, I i i don't know the name unfortunately but the soundtrack for this film is godly i got goosebumps at points we, we you could tell it's a good soundtrack when that happens um yeah i i loved it such a good film yeah, and the no, villain it, he, like not really a villain like you sort of cared for him at points or yeah, i did at like, least at the end of the day it's still like a father-son story isn't it Mm. which is really nice and there's some flashback moments that are really great um i think the main the main performance from simu liu is really great he's so charming he's so charming in real life as well um and i think this is like the one movie where i actually quite liked aquafina she's so annoying in like everything (laughs) else she does she's good in the um what's it called the the one where she has to lie about um, her, her is it her grand being? Ill? Oh, the farewell, the farewell. The farewell. She's good in that. You're right. She's good in that. That's because that movie's not a comedy. That movie's so messed up, and it's really great. You should watch it. Yeah. Um, she clearly got dramatic chops, but I just don't find her funny in the slightest. No. Um, um but she's really good in this. I think, and, also... and I like the plutonic relationship as well. Yeah. It would have been so easy to make them be like, oh, they're together. But they didn't, and I like that. Hmm. My, I love the film. There are tiny problems I have. Like, this seems to be an ongoing problem. The middle act of these films drags. Little bit. Like they don't know what to do in the middle. Um, because again, like with Black Widow, there's a lot of talking and a lot of flashbacks. Um. Yeah. Hey, you'll never guess who gets introduced in the middle of this movie. Who? Ben Kingsley. Well, that makes sense. And that's also, why. And that's why. Also, I did we need abomination in the film? 
It was cool to see him, but... Oh, yeah, no, he's not, he's not a big part. He's just... I mean, it's clearly there to sort of half set up She-Hulk or whatever. But it's just I like... I so, yeah. This this, uh, this underground fighting scene has, like, superheroes fighting. It's like, yeah, that's fun. I like that. Mm. I, I, don't, I don't really have a problem with that. I have a problem that it was in the trailer and that it was, like, really bigged up as to be, like, a big fight sequence and it's just literally... It's, like, two punches and done. If we could put something below the film that ranks last... I'd put Marvel trailers and spoilers because it is <laughs> it is atrocious. Stop it, Marvel. Stop it. Yeah, it's getting a... Like, the marketing you had for Infinity War and Endgame, keep that up, please. Yeah. We didn't we didn't know anything about that film. Yeah. Or those films, sorry. Or even, or even uh, No Way Home because there was <sighs> no trailer for Solo. Yeah, sure, the leaks were bad, but the trailers were great. I mean, mm... The, I, I like the original idea of how they originally intended to just have Doctor Strange as the villain in the trailer and keep everything a surprise. That yeah. was the original idea. That would have been amazing. Anyway. I don't know. But back to Shang-Chi. I think... Back to Shang-Chi. Is, what, what are your thoughts on it? I really, really like it. Yeah. And I, and I think it's... I think it should get far in this, but it's going to depend on who it comes up against. That's true. It is very, a that's very the, strong film. That is what the tournament is all about. There's some things in here that might get quite far and it might be like, how is that that far when this other thing got out early? It's, it's just about who you come up against. Mm. We might have in the next round like a like Guardians of the Galaxy versus Avengers Infinity War. Like That is that's like two of one. the best ones. Like How do you choose that? You cannot. And then the next round, like whoever wins might face up against Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Like, you know, it's... It just is what it is. It just sort of yeah. the way it falls. Um, but I think um, Ant Man of the Wasp Quantum Mania was never going to get out of the first round, no matter who it came up against. No. I think even if it came up against the Eternals, I'd have probably let that go through because at least it tried something. It's really you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh damn! No, I would have put uh, Quantum Mania through. Well, at least we know we're definitely going to put Shang Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings through. Yeah. Yeah? Mm-hmm, definitely. There you go. There you have it. Boom. Ant-Man of the Wasp, Quantumania. I squished it again, you little fucker. I squished you again. <laughs> have that! <laughs> right. The next matchup. Iron Man 2, 35. Versus number 30, Captain Marvel. Oh, I know my answer. Because I know my one answer. of them is a really good film really good film i enjoyed it a lot come on so the it's it's captain marvel i had i had a lot of fun with it like i get that men don't like this film but i think (laughs) (laughs) i think it is so fun it's so good i love brie larson i think she's great in this um stop telling her to smile more leave her alone um (laughs) like the stuff with um her relationship with uh, Nick Fury, that's great. Um, the scrolls are quite cool. Um, I just had so much fun with it. Yeah. My main problem with this movie is Brie Larson. Hear me out. I promise I don't Ooh. hate women. Are you I sure? promise I don't hate women. Okay, I I'll let you cook. I'll let you cook. I let me cook. I think the performance is just kind of flat. I get what she's going for. I think she's going for that stoic 
And, but I'm kind of cheeky with people I know. Doesn't work for me. It just doesn't work for me. I think she comes across as like really condescending to a lot of people. And I'm not sure, like genuinely, I, I really want to like her because she's clearly going to be a big part going forward. She was in, like, she was introduced as the savior for the Avengers at the end of Infinity War. Like, she's going to come in. I'm like, please be great. And I think everything else about this movie is really good, except for her. Hmm. I think she's the one thing that's dragging me away from this movie. To love it. I think it... I rewatched it the other night. I think it is solid. Um, I think the uh, the action's really fun. Especially at the end, there's so that there's that joyous moment when she's flying through all these... Like, exploding all these ships. And she just belly bounces one of them. That's <laughs> excellent. And you, she that's like, woo! And like, yeah, that's great. Do that more, please. Hmm. I think she's got really good chemistry with the little girl. Yeah. Which is such a Monica shame Rambo, that we're never going to see her. Yeah. Such a shame that we're never going to see that little girl again. Because they keep doing this she like, was... with Cassie and Ant-Man as well. Yeah, like, she's really great. And um, Lashana Lynch, Monica Rambeau. Oh, my God. She's so good in this. Mm. That moment, what, what uh, it might be one of my favourite like dramatic scenes in the MCU, when she finds out that she's been lied to her in, like for what seems like her entire life. And she comes out and Lashana Lynch is there and she's like, I know you don't know who you are. Well, I do. And like that's so good. The camera work is great as well. That it's in natural light and everything. I think that looks great. Mm. Um I really like the twist with the scrolls. I think it it's it, Everyone who's anyone who knows, who's heard of the scrolls knows, oh, they're the villains. And it's a really simple thing to just be like, what if they're not? Really yeah. simple. Worried they might ruin that with Secret Invasion because now that is just, oh, scrolls I are think, I think it could be a different faction. Like, like it's a, an Easter egg, but Doctor Who, you have Zygons and you have the good ones, you have the bad ones. Yeah. So you have, same with humans, you've got the shit ones like Elon Musk or the good ones like... Um, I don't know. Hugh Jackman. Hugh Jackman is a good one, to be fair. Yeah, that was a, a good, good call. <laughs> um, yeah, it's... I, I do I do have a soft spot for Captain Marvel. Most most people sort of say, yeah, it's terrible. I'm like, yeah, it's, it's not great. But having rewatched it, I'm like, there are some good bits in this. Mm. Tries to be too funny at points. That's the same with all Marvel films. I kind of hate the cat. Yeah, this was so... This is one thing... That is one thing I... I like the cat. But I don't think it should have been the reason why Nick Fury lost the night. Because he mentions it a few times, like in uh, Winter Soldier and Avengers Assemble. Like, it's this big thing. Nope. A cat scratched his eye. Yeah. I think I think they played off well by coming in like... Coulson's like... Oh, did you like get it ripped out by... Uh, by a Cree demon or something, he's like, I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> it's like that's really good. I, I yeah. quite like that. You know, it sets up that fun joke, but like implications of the rest of the mo- the, the the universe is like, oh right, okay, he's just like, cool, great. Um, I think the CG on him on the de aging stuff, perfect. This might be the best version of it that we've had. Only problem, de aging a seventy year old man into looking like a 30-year-old man. He's cool and all, but 
he still runs like a 70-year-old man and fights <laughs> like a 70-year-old man. I didn't really notice it, to be honest. So if he's doing anything, anything at all, other than sitting down, doesn't look great. It's like de-aging um, um, someone who's walking with a Zimmer frame. Exactly. They've still got the Zimmer frame. <laughs> Iron Man 2. It sucks. My board. My board. My board. I want my board. Um, it, it's not good. It's, it's, it feels long. It's so slow. There's, there was a trouble production because it was rushed into production. Um, there's, there's multiple endings, isn't there? Yeah. Loads of stuff going on. Doesn't really set up much going forward. It just kind of ambles, and but it does have like a really great scene on the racetrack. Oh yeah, the racetrack stuff's good. Even though Elon Musk is in it, He's Elon in Musk is film. in it. Oh no, he was your example uh, of bad humans. Oh uh, well, this film has to lose because there's a bad human in it. <laughs> <laughs> there's a bad human in it. Um. No, I think there's more reasons for it to go down. It's There are some good bits, but... Yeah, like, the final action sequence, they're just blowing up robots, but, like, yeah, it's cool. Yeah. Um. I think the, um, like I said, the racetrack sequence, when he's putting on the Iron Man suit, really great. Mm. Um, I constantly, whenever I hear Shoot to Thrill by ACDC, I try and <gasps> pretend like I'm landing like Iron Man when the chorus kicks in because that's iconic to me that's yeah. unreal i love uh, justin hammer in this film bring him yes back. he is yes, so when sam he comes rockwell. out and does his little dance amazing yeah i think sam rockwell's justin hammer should have been um the guys that are trying to get the lab in that man and the wasp oh yeah, that how much worked. better would that have made it? It just expands the because universe. Because he wants a the bit. tech. Yeah. He wants the tech. It's really easy to 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 rewrite that movie and make Justin Howard. And you can have it end the exact same way. The rest of the movie can continue on as it was, but it's just Sam Rockwell instead of um, Walton mm. Doggins. I think they're thinking of bringing him back. I don't know if it's for Thunderbolts or um, Maybe. Captain know. America. We'll have to see. We'll have to see. I think this one's pretty straightforward. Uh, I think Hamish likes this one, so he's kind of going to be a little bit fuming that he decided to skip out on this one. But he likes Iron Man too. <laughs> I think so. I think you were talking about it a few weeks ago. Oh. Um. Well, either way, he's wrong. Um, <laughs> Captain Marvel goes through, and Iron Man two gets whipped. That seems a little. <laughs> seems to my mic. <laughs> seems a little seems a little charged that one I'll be honest I'm not I might have to come back to that one if that's um, not the title for the podcast Iron Man 2 <laughs> gets whipped <laughs> right two more uh, this one I think depending on your perspective this one might be slightly difficult okay it's the number 39 seed third bottom She-Hulk Attorney at Law versus the number 26 seed the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I don't know why this would be difficult. Because I... The Falcon and Winter Soldier is one of my favourite Marvel projects. Oh. Okay. Um, I think it is so good. Like I had, su I had such a fun time watching it week by week. I'm invested in uh, Sam and um, Bucky. 
I think they're great. Um, seeing, uh, what's his name? It's not Arnim Zola. What's he called? Baron Zemo. Baron Zemo. There's, I knew there's a Z in it. Baron Zemo's great. <laughs> Even though, like, they put on the poster that he was going to wear the mask and he wears the mask in one scene in the show. Yep, yep. Um, I just, the one thing I love about it, it's a character. Uh, like, although there's action, the action is good. It's a character piece. You know, you have, um, is it Isaiah? Isaiah Bradley. Isaiah Bradley. I, I cried at that. I, I rarely cry at Marvel films and TV shows, but I cried at that. I love that Sam is the new Captain America. I love the new suit. Yeah. Um, I think the weak bits is some of the 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 Freedom Fighter plot. Um, some of it's unclear, I think. Um, yeah, to say the least. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't like, in this show, the villain. The ma- The villains were probably the worst part. Not John Walker. I think John Walker is an excellent character mm. who they ruining the final episode by redeeming him why would you do that just that th- this was the problem with these marvel shows the finales suck oh they do the finales suck i mean because we got, they just they go back the on everything and they just they just want everyone to become oh they're all friends again yay because we can sell more toys that way um like because no one wants to play with a villain john walker excellent villain for the first five episodes really great stuff the ending of episode four still now has me shook it's haunting it's haunting then the start of episode five that first action sequence it's like 10 minutes long <gasps> inject oh, it i have inject I have, I have... it into my veins now they, that like, you said that they I... mess this guy up and it's so good it feels so earned as well if you watch the episodes you see why they need to do this it's really great the problem is the villains like they're taught they're freedom fighters and they're like we just want to help people and then they just blow people up it's like right cool right great yeah um and it's like it's one of those villains where it's like yeah your 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 idea is so good that i'm like yeah like i believe in this and it's like so they've got to do some terrible things like for no reason to make you hate them Mm. it's like it's because they play dreaded music over the top when they're talking and they have these meetings in super secret areas that makes you oh well they must be villains then if they're they're living here these guys must be villains and it's it's they're not really villains yeah the the villains is definitely the weakest bit uh that and i don't care for sharon carter i think she is not good in this no, past um, the point. We got we got Peggy back. We don't need her. And also, um, is it Baron? Not Baron von uh, the the wrestler Baron guy Zemo. from Winter Soldier. Oh, um, oh, uh, he's called the is it the s- kicker, isn't he? Or something like that. I don't care for him. I do not care for him. Um, he just, I don't know. It seemed like they wanted to add a lot of things from the Captain America films. I'm like, oh, we'll add him in because it seems right. Um. Yeah, I don't know, but yeah, the villains are definitely the weakest bit. But for a show called Falcon and Winter Soldier, the strongest bits are the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Um, Batrock, George Batrock. Batrock, that's the one. Yeah, I didn't see the need for him in this. He just. I think he's called. Much. I think he's called the Leaper. Okay. Because he like does a lot of kicking. Hmm. George. Batrock, the Leaper. Yeah, he's the Leaper. Oh, Batrock the Leaper. 
Oh, I'm a beast. I'm so I'm a genius. <laughs> um, yeah, I did. I didn't really care for him. Um, but when, when you mentioned the the start of episode five with the fight scene, there's the same composer for this as the Captain America Winter Soldier and Civil War, which is so satisfying to hear all those themes. But to hear the, some of the themes from Civil War when they're fighting in the start of episode five. Mm. Yeah, delicious, really, really good, tasty, really, really good, so good. So I, I think it does have its good parts, but I think it's it is let down by, like I said, a, 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 a what feels like a rushed finale. I think this is what the one that I'm like, I'd have watched a movie on this instead. I'd have happily yeah. watched a movie on this. I- Just have the villain be John Walker. Like that is fine. We can have Captain America be a villain for a for an episode for for a for a movie because we don't have a Captain America. Hmm. Just just pull the just punch for go for it, please. She Hulk turn it to law though. I I find some of it fun. I liked the, yeah. the Daredevil episode and the one with the magician and um, Wong. Those were good. Yes. Um, although you said you didn't like the Captain America. The, sorry, the Falcon and the Soldier finale. I didn't like the finale to She-Hulk because it felt like we have no ideas. So she's going to just break the fourth wall and say how the show doesn't have any ideas and they don't know what to do with with the finale. Um, and then you have the, what, Hulk's son just pop up at the end with a fresh trim. Yeah, it's its main problem is... I think its main problem is that it's... Um... It doesn't know what it wants to be. Like it's it's trying yeah. to be a lawyer sitcom set in this universe, but it's also going to appease people in the fact that like it's a superhero show, so you kind of got to have like action and stuff like that. Um, it's also trying to be a full on lawyer show, but the writers have come out and said they didn't want to make a lawyer show; they wanted to make it like a sitcom. And it's like I'm absolutely down for a sitcom, like a high budget sitcom set in this universe. But like, it didn't CGI even feel like a sitcom. So yeah, the CGI was terrible. Yeah, it's it is poor. What I would want to say though, and hear me out here. Okay. Out of all the shows, bar one, two, mm. I would love to see a second season of this because what sitcom do you watch and say the first season's the best season? That is true. The the US Office is one of the best shows and that first season just is average. I think giving another season and watch it like now it knows what to do, what not to do, what works, what doesn't. Yeah. I give mean, them they... more time for the CG, for God's yeah. sake. Well they they've said and... they're gonna give more time to post production now, haven't they? Yeah. And I would I would love to see a second season of this. Unfortunately I don't think I'm ever gonna get it. Because there's just for one thing, there's not enough. They're, they're toning back on what's coming out, so they don't have time for things like silly TV shows like this. Um, and people hate this. Like the reaction to this is vitriolic. And I'm just I mean, like, it's not that bad, but like it was fine. You know, yeah, it doesn't it deserve like like hate in Death the streets or whatever. Yeah, but it's not one I am in a rush to rewatch. Um, I think that's fair. I think yeah. that's fair. So I think it's pretty clear what's going through. Falcon yeah, Falcon Winter Soldier. Falcon Winter Soldier goes through to the next round. Yes. 
Okay. Now, the final matchup for us today. Ooh. Just a solo one. This is by far the most difficult one. Okay. It's the number 34 seed. These two are right next to each other as well. 34. Captain America, the first Avenger. Versus the number 31 seed, Ant-Man. Oh, you cruel, cruel man. This one's tough. This oh. one's very, very tough. We've saved the best for last. Okay. Um, I I haven't watched the first Avenger in a while. Okay. Um, Ant-Man I watched recently in the run-up to Quantumania, and yes. I really dig that film. Um, I think it's funny. Um, the, the stuff with Ant-Man shrinking is great. Um, it, the, some of the stuff is pretty similar to Iron Man um, but I have a lot of fun with it um, yeah it's one of my favourite MCU films I think um, and I, I love the small scale of it no pun intended no pun intended no there actually wasn't <laughs> um, I I watched both of these recently Ant-Man I watched in preparation for Quantumania and the first Avenger I watched the other night it was it was not on my list to rewatch, mm. but I saw it on Disney Plus. I was like, you know what? It's been a while. Let's give it a look. See. God damn. What? What an absolute movie this is. Well, the first Avenger. Yeah. You like it? It's it's so good. It is so outrageously good for when it came out. And, like, how people, like, react to it now. It is so good. I think Chris Evans is pitch-perfect casting. I love the opening in, like, when he's little. The CGI, yes, is rough because, like, <laughs> his head's moving about all over the place. You, you, fine, look past it. He's only there for about 20 minutes. Um, I love the, the idea that he's you know, desperate to fight people. Like, mm. just because he's like, I don't like bullies. That He's so wholesome. And then he finally gets, um, th- there are so many things set up in this that pay off so wonderfully by the end of the MCU. Like, you, I think this movie improved, has improved over time because I've seen Endgame. Mm. And The Winter Soldier and Civil War and Infinity War and Endgame. All those movies... L- are because of this movie and you know that because it's the same writers marcus and mcfeely who um wrote the first avenger went on to write all the big films in in the mcu they have a love for this character and you can tell because everything is paid off by the end yeah i mean the captain america films that that's the best trilogy absolutely because there's not a bad one in them everything else like iron man 2 terrible ruins the trilogy uh, Thor 1 and 2. Terrible. Ruins the trilogy. Um, Ant-Man. Let's not. Like, that. there are there are so many things that are ruined. Even Avengers. Avengers 2 isn't great. Kind of ruins the trilogy. Captain America, there is not a bad one. People say the first one is the worst one. I'm, 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 I'm backing myself here. I think the first one might be the best one. Fight I think me. the first one... Fight is me! The, I think the first one is the worst one. But that's not me saying it's bad. That's me saying it's still very good but it's not as good as the others. Um, I think yeah. I think it's it's so simple because it's just a man fighting Nazis. You cannot, for one thing, you cannot not back him and you cannot hate the villains. 
You cannot not hate the villains, sorry. God. Oh, what, what Xander? Um, um, I think Hugo Weaving is hamming it up because he knows what kind of film he's in. It's a 1940s style propaganda yeah. piece about how great America is. The man is dressed like the American flag and has a shield that has the stars and stripes on it. Come on! I want to see more historical Marvel Absolutely. Absolutely. It's such a good and setting. Let, and let the director who makes it set it, like, make it in the style of that movie because this feels like a propaganda film mm. in all the best ways. The Star-Spangled Man is the, the biggest banger the MCU has ever released. And it's in Falcon it, and Winter Soldier. It is. It will be on my Spotify somewhere. I have to find it. It has been stuck in my head all week. <laughs> um, I think the action's really great as well. Yeah. The action's really great. One minor critique. As they lead up, as after the um, he becomes Captain America, he joins the war effort, meets up with the Howling Commandos. The movie goes a little montage before the end. But it shows them taking down all these Hydra bases. I'm like, I would have liked to see more of this, but that's fine. We've got to get to this bit. Because that bit is the bit that feels like he's watching a bit earlier on where he's like watching them go from place to place and they're showing it back in in cinemas back Mm. home. It's like, yeah, this feels like what we'd sit and watch back at home. We'd watch this kind of propaganda film to be like, yeah, the war. Fuck the Nazis. Um, That can be the title. (laughs) And I think the ending is so hauntingly beautiful. The final... uh, it It was obviously meant to be the post credit scene when he wakes up in modern day. That was obviously meant to be the post credit scene because the music trails off at the end of the last shot and leads directly into the credits. Where it's like, dun, 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 dun. Mm. Which is also great music. More great music from this. Oh my <laughs> word. And the, you know the, the moment from Endgame where he's like, where he catches the hammer, he goes, dun, 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 dun. That's the same it's thing. the same one. You hear that. You hear that in this. I'm like, See, here's why am thing. I getting goosebumps? What is this? Here's the thing. And, Sometimes Marvel doesn't do it, but when there is um, continuity with music and you have recurring motifs such as that and him lifting Thor's hammer, it's so satisfying because you're like, so I've heard satisfying. that before and it makes sense here. And it, it happens. So satisfying. It happens again with a, a film later on. I don't know. Shall I mention it now? Or Yeah, do it. Um, so in uh, Avengers Assemble, when Coulson dies, there's this really haunting like high string piece and it also yeah. plays when they're together in Endgame grieving the loss of Black Widow. It's... I didn't no notice way. this before, but it's so cool that they've used it twice when they're both That's really reeling cool. from after someone has died. That's really... I like that. I like that a lot. Little things. Mm. And that's what the MCU has been so good at. That's why we love these movies. These little, these little continuity moments. Um, I think... I think... Uh, as much as I like Ant-Man, I think maybe I did prefer... Even if I'm, I did I'm, the way you've described it. <laughs> I'm going to sway you so hard. And I swear to God, it, it this movie will go far. Because I am so passionate about this, man. This we'll, movie is we'll put excellent. It we'll put it through. We'll fucking go through. <laughs> we'll do it live. We'll do Let's it go. live. Ant-Man, page use. It, I think it is solid. It's the best of the Ant-Man films by far. Mm. It's using its influence for Michael Wright. And you know what? It should have been Edgar Wright directed, man. Let if I think I think I said this last time. The worst parts about Ant Man 
is the ties to the overall MCU. I think if you cut those out, the movie is slightly better just because it doesn't feel bogged down. But I get why they're there. I get Mm. that. Um, Yeah, Ant-Man, really solid. Really extra solid on a rewatch. But it does not lace the boots of Captain America the First Avenger. Hmm. I feel like I've just shouted at you. I'm so sorry. I'm sorry. I wasn't ever at Man. But this no. was this was the one the whole time. We've been talking for like an hour and a half now. This was the only one I had my eye on because I was like, I swear to God, if this excellent movie goes out because <laughs> Joe likes small Paul Rudd, I'm gonna. I mean, we all like shit. small Paul Rudd though, don't we? And his teeny weeny beanie. His teeny weeny beanie. God. <laughs> um. So. I'm voting for Captain America. I will go with that as well. Thank Christ. Captain America, the first Avenger, goes through to the round of 32. And Joe, we've done it. We've done our job. By Jove, we've done it. Oh By my God. Joe, we've done it. <laughs> By Joe. <laughs> um, so the next time you hear a tournament episode, we will be doing the round of 32 for the MCU. And we'll give you a little sneak peek. We'll tell you what the matchups are. Oh. The first matchup in the round of 32 will be Avengers Endgame, the number Ooh. 1 seed. Damn. Versus versus Black Widow. Oh. Ah. Oh. Uh. The next one down is Ms. Marvel versus the Guardians of the Galaxy Holiday Special. Ooh. Then we've got Avengers Age of Ultron versus Doctor Strange. Okay. The next one is Loki versus Black Panther Wakanda Forever. Hmm. Then we've got the Avengers versus Thor, original Thor. Oh, let's go. Then the next one might be an interesting one to debate. What if... Versus Hawkeye. Oh, okay. Yes, That's cool. That's a nice right? one. That's an interesting one. Then we've got Black Panther versus Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Ooh, okay. And the last one on the first side is Thor Ragnarok versus Werewolf by Night. Yeah, I've made up my decision with that one already. <laughs> Probably not the then, one you're expecting. On the other side. This one, I, I didn't mean to do this, I promise. This oh, is just I the can way predict it fell. what's gone through. I can predict it. It's it's um the 22 seed, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, versus the 11 seed, Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, you mean, mean man. I know, it's tough, it's tough, it's tough. Then the next one, the newly entered Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings, versus... Captain America Civil War. Oh. That's a toughie. It's that a toughie. is a tough one. Another toughie. Captain America the Winter Soldier versus Spider-Man Homecoming. Uh, yeah, easy. Easy. No, it's not. Oh, absolutely. One of, those mo- one of those movies is my baby. Number 30, Captain Marvel. We'll face off against the um, infinitely better. Sorry, terrible pun. 
um, Avengers Infinity War. That's the number three oh, seed. Damn it. Then the next one, 23, Moon Knight versus 10, WandaVision. Ooh, okay. Then we've got The Falcon and the Winter Soldier versus Spider-Man Far From Home. Easy. Then Iron Man 1 versus Iron Man 3. Oh, that's cruel. That's a cruel one. And then the final one, one that a lot of people might have their eye on. It's Captain America, the first Avenger, the number 34 seed. Versus in the number two seed, Spider-Man No Way Home. That Yeah, that's going to be a tricky one. Well, I don't... Will it? There's a lot of fun matchups. I'm really looking forward to this one. I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be yeah. fun. And I'm sure you guys are too. So we will be posting on our socials when the next tournament episode is. So you can know when to get hyped for this. Because it will be mm-hmm. coming back in a... I believe it's a couple of weeks time. Next week, we've got something else planned, and we'll come back to this in a couple of weeks with Hamish, yeah. and he can help us decipher this the first half of the round of 32. That was fun. I had a lot of fun. That was fun. It, these are fun, right? These are fun. They are. I like Having the opportunity to rewatch a load of the Marvel films, it's just, it was great, because I didn't have a reason before, but... Um, I found a, yeah. a new love for a lot of those uh, films, like Four and Captain Marvel and Black Widow. Yeah, that, that's why these are so good. That's why these are so good. Mm. And thank you, Xander, for coming up with the idea. Oh, yeah, um, of course, of course. <laughs> I tip my hat, my invisible hat. Um, Joe. Hello. Do you want to sell me a movie or a TV show or a oh, music or I a game to... oh, or a book no, if you're a nerd? Nude. Who reads words nowadays? Um, I know, right? Who, who like, holds paper? It's like slow um, TV. It's like drinking rain. Right, go on, Joe. Sell me something. What are you, what, right. what are you selling me? So the other night, I saw that this had been re-added to Amazon Prime, and it's one of my favourite films. Such a comfort film. Attack the Block, starring Jodie Whittaker and John Boyega. That is what a movie. peak film. It's like I saw a review saying it's the equivalent of Paddington 2 to a lot of people. It's so much fun. Um, I get that. I get that. I just, like, any opportunity to rewatch it, I will do it. Um, it's a solid... I know you don't like ranking things, and uh, in terms of no, like, stars. and Go for it. Um, I'd say it's like a f- four stars, like an eight out of ten. It's just so fun. And it's it's 90 minutes. I love 90-minute films. It's so love digestible. Um, so, yeah, that that is one I'd recommend. You can watch it at the moment on Amazon Prime. Um, we can get it on Blu-ray. Get it on Blu-ray because you will want to keep rewatching the film after it's removed. Um, and support physical media. Do that. Do that. <laughs> um, I would have loved to have seen this at like a, a film festival because I can imagine that being shown there or just, yeah. just seen it in cinemas because, you know, for a small... It was probably small budget and um, yeah, for yeah, a small yeah. film, it, it looks great. The visual effects with the creatures is great. you got yeah, a great cast. Like, um, they're all... They're, like the creatures are all entirely like black fur, and that their mouths are like glow in the dark. Excellent. Yeah, um, really, got... really excellent design. It's funny. Like, there's a lot of funny bits. Uh, Jodie Whittaker's in it, which immediately is a plus for me because she's a it great is. doctor and great actor. John Vega, one of his first films, I believe, before yeah. Force Awakens. Breakout role. His yeah. Breakout role. Uh, he's great in it. 
and also the soundtrack i i love soundtrack soundtrack's good as well it's great it's like a sort of technological feel to it um but yeah if you get the chance and you have a spare i don't know hour and a half watch it um you'll you'll thank me because it is so much fun um and if you love sci-fi if you love horror if you just love film and if you love nick frost He's in it too. Yeah. Frost is in it too. And the guy from a street a street cat named Bob. Yes, he is in it. Yeah. Oh, weird. I'm going to sell you a movie. Okay. Now, what if I told you, right? You hear me out. Oh, here we go. That there was a movie, okay? That starred some people who you don't care about. Is it a tunnel? Because the because because the main star of this movie is a bear that does cocaine. <gasps> oh, I watched this. I watched this. You watched the cocaine bear in, in cinemas. I um I I got a uh, I got a text off my friend. Mm. I was in work. He said, "What time do you finish work?" I was like, oh, about half six. Shut up. I'm picking you up. Okay. Get picked up from work. I get in the car and she's like, "Xander, have you ever heard?" <laughs> of a movie called Cocaine Bear. It sounds like and I a said, great prophecy. I said, why, yes, I have. And I'm very excited to see it. She said, well, we're going right now. Ooh, so we went to the cinema to see, to see The Cocaine Bear. The movie's garbage. The movie's hot trash. But, like, it's it's The Cocaine Bear. It... <laughs> It's, it needs you, you. You can't come out of this movie and be like, "Well, I was kind of expecting more." It's a bear that does cocaine and kills people. Yeah, I mean, I I had a lot of fun with it. Uh, there there's some characters I just didn't care for, but I yep. think we can both say the ambulance scene is the best scene of the film. Top tier. I was laughing so hard. Go just to watch that scene. The um. The guy who plays the ambulance driver in that scene, he's on TikTok. And he did a thing on TikTok and put it on his Twitter account. I will send it you. It is so funny. It is so funny. He's like reviewing it or like, here's what you need to know before you see cocaine there. It's so good. (laughs) I I will send it you in a bit. It's so, so funny. Oh, brilliant. Um, Yeah, that scene is excellent. I think the acting for the most part in this movie is awful. Oh, you think awful so? Awful acting. Awful performances. Yes, I think so. I They're in the a movie called guy. Cocaine Bear. I, I like the police guy. He was cool. Like, I, I kind of think his story is quite fun that he's like, he's like kind of looking for a dog. Like that, that he's, he's trying to get, he's trying to accept to himself that he likes this adorable little dog when he wants a big dog. Like that's, it's kind of silly. Yeah, sure. Yeah. I think, I want Alden Ironwright to be in more things. This is not the thing I want him in. And O'Shea Jackson Jr., I also really like him. He's so good in Straight Outta Compton. This again, he just... No, there's nothing here. Um, it, I think the movie thinks it's cleverer than it is, but it needs... But I think the best moments of it are when it remembers that it's a movie called Cocaine Bear. Yeah, when the bear's in it, which isn't... Isn't as much as I thought it would be. I understand why. Yeah. It's a cheap movie and it's a very expensive CGI model of a bear. Hmm. So I totally get that. 
totally get that. But yeah. Also, I, connecting, I, I, connecting dots. They've both got drugs in them. What? Oh my god! Oh my god! It's over nine thousand. <laughs> um, I think the be- the funniest parts of this movie aren't the jokes, are simply just like seeing the cocaine bear. Yeah. And people explaining the existence of the cocaine bear. <laughs> This also has some of the worst child actor acting performances I've seen in a while. Like, yeah. I get it. They're kids. That's fine. They're in a movie called Cocaine Bear. That's also fine. Dreadful. Dreadful. But it's fine. I pay. I, I listen. I got the movie. I got the ticket paid for me. Oh, so I didn't have to pay the movie money. But it's a movie called Cocaine Bear. You're not really expecting, you know, Citizen Kane, are you? Citizen Bear. Citizen Bear. I'd if if you're getting really hammered and going with some friends, which I did. I didn't get hammered, but I went to see it with some friends. It's great fun. The title drop is one of my favorites of the year so far. The title Simply, drop. It, the, the movie's just called Cocaine Bear. Like oh. it, there's there is nothing in this movie funnier than the fact that they spent like thirty million dollars, an absurd amount of money, on a movie called Cocaine Bear. Incredible, incredible! It, 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 yeah, it's incredible. So yeah, go go and watch it. Or wait for it to come on Netflix, and this will be one that I watch with friends and like take a shot every time someone mentions the word cocaine or something. <laughs> That'll do for me, Joe. Have you got anything more to say? That that I think that is it. Yeah, that is it. Well, thank you so much to everyone for listening. Hamish will be back next week when you we'll be talking return. about something different. Um, and like I said we'll be coming back to this tournament in a couple of weeks time and doing the round of 32 and going from forward from there Joe hello thank you so much for taking this journey with me through the dregs of the MCU that's alright um, where could the people find you ooh okay uh, you can find me on Twitter at Cook11Joseph where I just talk about random stuff um, so if you want to join in on the conversation just go on there um, you can find me on YouTube at Rebel Hoovian, where I upload lots of Doctor Who content uh, artwork breakdowns and other stuff and talking of artwork uh, you can find my artwork on Instagram at jokecook underscore digital artist where I uh, post well mainly dot two artwork again um, yeah fantastic fantastic and, and where um, can we find you Xander just at the uh, official filming and podcast it's called the official filming and pod but it's the podcast Instagram and Facebook page um, all the details will be in the uh, link tree in the uh, episode's description. So uh, go and check those out. And yeah, we'll see you guys next time for something something just as fun. Maybe something slightly scary. Oh. Plug, plug, plug. Oh, right, we'll oh, oh. see you guys next time. Have a great night. Goodbye. Goodbye, Derek. That's the... <laughs> Fresno. Fresno. <laughs> Fresno.